0: You are listening to The AQ, a podcast that equips rising adults with tips, tricks, tools, and fundamentals needed to help own their story in the real world successfully. Build your AQ now to adult easy later. Here's your host, Peyton Thompson. Hey,
1: everyone. So this episode is very special to me as I get to interview two very close friends of mine. I'm actually pairing this episode with another episode on marriage love and relationships and partnership, um, in which I interviewed another couple who's been married for 65 years. But on the flip side of that, especially in this world, in today's day and age, I have the honor to be sitting here and asking those same questions to another couple that I love and respect deeply who is in their first years of marriage. I'm excited to have this very unique parallel of couples within different stages of their relationship. So let's do this. So Tori and Tyler, welcome to the AQ. And thank you so much for being here today. We're honored to be here. And thank you for having us.
2: Yeah, thanks. Super excited about it.
1: Absolutely. Well, so I think for the audience, I would love to start off with how you guys got started and kicked off your happily ever after. So I know that almost four years ago, you started your journey into marriage, but it actually started a little bit before that. So I'd love to open up the floor for you guys to kind of give a little backstory on your relationship and how you got here today.
2: Uh, Yeah, so we went to high school together. Um, I was in my senior year Tori was in her sophomore year. I was only 17 and Tori was only 15, which is wild to think about being (laughs) here. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't think either one of us at the time was actually looking for a relationship at that time. I I knew that I was getting ready to move away from home two to three hours away to go play college ball. Tori still had a couple more years of high school. And she had told me years later down the road that she'd actually even swore off guys until she got to college. It's (laughs) true. It's true. But One of my best friends in high school, him and Tori had actually gone to homecoming together. And when it came time for my senior prom, he had thrown out the idea of me asking Tori to go to prom. And long story short, we kind of worked that out. We decided to go to prom together and As as friends, but we started hanging out more just to kind of get to know each other a little bit better. And through just hanging out with friends and having more conversations than we normally would, we realized, you know, that we had a mutual respect for each other and that there actually might be something here worth pursuing. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't want a girlfriend
3: because you were, he signed with Louisiana College to go play college ball. So he was like, oh, I'll be leaving. Like, I'm sure there'll probably be girls in college, like no big deal. And then I didn't really want to date anyone until college because I decided nobody in high school really had like, Um, they weren't really looking for a life partner, I guess you could say. And I felt like high school sweethearts really probably aren't a thing because people change and they develop. Um, so I said, you know what? And my next boyfriend that I get will probably be in college and hopefully it'll be someone that I see a lot of husband qualities in because why would, why would you date for anything else? Right. I thought it was a waste of time. Somebody's going to get heartbroken at the end. So I would, I just wasn't going to date anybody until I found maybe a potential husband. Right. And then Tyler asked me to prom and we started hanging out and I was like, man, I actually see some qualities in this guy. I guess I'll see if it'll work. So we had to come together and kind of talk about, okay, like you're leaving for four years, two and a half hours away. I'm 15. I can't go see you every weekend.
2: Couldn't even drive.
3: Yeah. I couldn't even drive. (laughs) So we were... We really had to have the longevity question, like, okay, are, are we in this for the long haul? Because, you know, this is this is in order to have a relationship. I felt like I needed to have something to look forward to, and that's what we always told ourselves while doing distance. Um, as I finished up high school and he finished up college, and then I went into college, we were kind of playing the longevity game, and we were dating with intention. I guess it was easier because we had the intent to be together for a while and the intention to marry at the end. And we also really had to trust each other. You know, I knew he was going to college with all these girls and I stayed back and then got into college too. And I didn't want to miss out on my prom and and homecoming. And he didn't want, want me to miss out on that either. So I would go with guy friends and he would be okay with that. And trust was a huge factor in our relationship pretty early on trust communication and and dating with intention well
2: and we ultimately decided to i mean that yeah i mean before we even decided to start dating that we knew it was going to be a very difficult task for both of us so we ultimately just decided and told each other you know if we want it bad enough we'll figure out a way to make it work and that's ultimately what we did
1: man i did not hear that story i mean i got the journal entry of like he's cute and nice (laughs) which (laughs) Which, I mean, it sounds like there was always kind of something there from the start, but that's, that's, I think a lot of people nowadays, you know, they don't all have that intention. So I feel like at a very young age, that's super special to have somebody else to kind of see like, Hey, like, are we each other's people? And then funny enough, you ended up being each other's people. Right. I feel
3: like we both didn't really want it to happen because we both had our (laughs) just mindset on other things, but at the end of the day I think we both really respected one another and you know I saw how he treated his friends and his family and just strangers and I was like, wow, I actually really like this guy.
2: Oh well, and it was so natural too. like like I said, neither one of us were looking for anything so nothing was forced and it was all just completely organic and I found that you know there was a lot of relationships that I kind of wanted before that or like you try to force something but we kind of just left it alone and, you know, kind of left it in God's hands and it worked out the way that it did. And obviously super thankful, but.
0: Yeah. I
3: think it was important yeah. for us to early on. Um, like I finished out my high school and then went and did my thing in college. A lot of people expected me to follow him where he went to college and you don't necessarily have to do that. If you're in a relationship, we were able to grow as individuals and as our own people while supporting each other. You know, you don't have to follow your significant other to college or to school. You can support each other and still be in a relationship.
1: So, What a great point. And y'all are such a testament to that, too, as I've seen your relationship grow over time, being location-wise, proximity-wise apart, but then coming together, moving across country together, also still pursuing your own careers and your own aspirations for what you wanted to do as your own person, but at the end of the day, always coming together. I think that that's such a good point is you are an individual, but you know, in terms of a relationship, which we'll get into that a little bit more in the episode that takes some work to come together too, but it's very important that you're still growing as your own person as well.
3: Right. And yeah. through those like times of distance, we told ourselves, this is temporary. I mean, college is four years, maybe five years, depending on how quick you get through it long. And then we knew he was going to be coming back to Baton Rouge. So we knew we'd be together at the end of four years. So we had something to look forward to.
2: There's always been some type of light at the end of the tunnel that you can kind of point to, which has made it a lot easier to kind of endure some of the long, hardest deal with obstacles in front of you. But
3: Yeah, and I was happy for him. You know, he's doing what he loved to do. He was playing ball and he was happy for me. I joined a sorority and got some pretty awesome
1: friends. So
3: um, yeah, we got to support each other
1: through that. That's amazing. Um, One other point that I wanted to call out that you had said is trust, building trust at a very early stage in your relationship. I heard this quote from another couple that I, I admire a lot. The guy had said, you know, I could trust her to be in a room with like 400 other guys. But I know at the end of the day, like we only have eyes for each other. And that's something that I think is really important if you're really serious about trying to commit and build your life with a person that, you know, you have, you have that ability to say, go do your thing. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like we'll come together as a united pair.
3: Right. I told him early on, I said, as he was going to college, because I was a little intimidated, you know, and I said, okay, well, if you do cheat on me, which I knew he never would, but I said, if you do <laughs> tell me then, because if I find out later and I will, which he would never lie, he, he physically can't, but I said, I will find out and then I will break up with you. So might as well just save us the time and tell me if it happens. Yeah. it.
2: To your friend's point though. I mean, trust, you can't have a successful relationship of any sort, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a business partnership, whether it's, you know, for, a relationship with a family member. I mean, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. So for us to be able to do what we've done, and to, like I said, to for me to go play baseball, for her to go and be away and go to a big university, I mean, that requires a lot of that.
1: Yeah, well, I think it has to do a lot too with your mindset, like you both like, I know that you're saying that you were not looking for anything off the bat, and then it just kind of fell into your lap that you found each other. Super young, but I think you both had that integrity in your character and your mindset of, you know, if we are, and you had those serious conversations up front too of if this is something that we're going to go into, you know, we're going to try to do it right. And I think that if a lot more people kind of thought that way, like if this is the last time I want to do it and write my love story the best way possible, I want to do it right, which, you know, you guys did that.
2: That's a solid point.
1: I do want to ask just for the audience too. I'd love for them to just be able to hear, Tyler, how you proposed to Tori.
2: Uh, Okay. So (laughs) one day we were driving to somebody else's wedding, actually. And I remember on the way we passed Oak Alley. And if you're not familiar with Oak Alley, it's this beautiful area with oak trees on each side of this long brick pathway. And it's just absolutely gorgeous scene and I remember as we drove past it Tori had made the comment of man that's really pretty I would love to take pictures there one day so I can't remember how old we were exactly at the time but I just kind of tucked that away in here and (laughs) fast forward a few years I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do how I wanted to propose and I'll let Tori explain how I got her there she likes telling that story but um
3: I always knew it would sniff it out. I just knew I would sniff it out. Because like I said, he can't keep the secret. And I <laughs> I'm the type of person where I'll try to find my Christmas
1: presents. You know what I mean? So um <laughs> I was gonna say you gotta give him credit. I know, I know, I know. I will he's gotten good at this over the I've, years. <laughs> I've learned I've <laughs>
2: yeah. I've had I've learned to get sneaky for good reason though. But I mean at yeah. the end of the day, I mean that's where I did it and yeah. we got to take all the pictures we wanted, but it was,
3: it was- Valentine's Day two thousand eighteen. He had gotten me 12 <clears throat> date cards for Valentine's Day, um, one for every month of the year. And when we wanted to have a date, I would open it, be surprised. And because um, I love surprises, even though I've earned them for myself, I love
2: them. They um, were fun for me too, because like, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember writing that. Totally forgot what we were going to do.
3: Yeah. So, so it was pretty February, fun. February, he gave these to me. And I thought they were the cutest thing ever. Well, Time goes by, and it's um, now August, which is his birthday month. And I asked him, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he was like, well, I don't know. I guess maybe we could do a date card or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, good idea. And he was just like, yeah, open it and see what it says. And as I was opening it, I was like, do you remember what this one is? said, no, I don't. And I was like, okay, well, I opened it up, (laughs) and it said to go tour Oak Alley.
1: And I was gonna ask, did you replace all the date cards so they said Oak Alley so that she would inevitably pick one? That no, said so she was actually
2: she was actually out of town in so I proposed in August. Yeah. So in July she was out of town with one of her other friends. So I got with her mom. and got the key to her apartment and found like the date card box that I had put everything in, and I redid the August one to make it line up with my plan.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. I didn't want to interrupt you Tori, but I was just curious. I was like, did you like strategically put all of them? So that one, that, uh, that threw me
3: off because I said, no way this guy planned a proposal or something like six months in advance and still wanted to keep the same plan. Right. So I was like, no, like there's not even a chance. And he played it off. Like he didn't even remember what he wrote and anyway so I opened it and I was like oh yeah we could do that is that what you want to do for your birthday and he said yeah why not like you can make dinner reservations so I actually made dinner reservations for that night and anyway he um lured me out there and walked me out underneath the huge live oak trees which are gorgeous and asked me to be his wife he had my favorite photographer there because you know you have to get photos and then after that we went to dinner not my dinner reservations that was a distraction. He made other dinner reservations. And um, after that, we had our closest friends and family there to surprise me at my apartment afterwards. So it was it, he was very good at surprises. He did an awesome job.
2: I was so nervous driving there too. I remember I didn't, I, I couldn't talk to her. Like if we are cause it's a ways from where we were living at the time. So the whole drive, I just turned the radio up as loud as I could and tried to sing every song I could just because I didn't <laughs> want to have a conversation and like slip up. So it was, it was really fun. Yeah.
3: And he all, he almost didn't, he played it like he almost didn't want to take me to Oak Alley. Like we went and toured a couple other spots and went on the history tours, whatever. And then he was just kind of like, "Oh, do you want to go there? Do you think we have enough time before your dinner reservations?" <laughs> You're like really I was playing like, it off. Why not? Like I guess so. <laughs> it was like starting
2: to rain too, and I was like, "You know what? Like we're all the way out here. Like let's go." So make the turn, and
3: and he bought tickets to the tour. He bought tickets to go on the tour, and then we were early, so he said, "Let's just walk in front until the tour starts." We totally didn't go on the tour, so no. we could have gave somebody our tickets, but yeah. he did a good job. And then, yeah. It and out. he surprised you. I was surprised. He did a great job. It worked out. Getting married, our wedding was the best, and it was just awesome. It was a, it was a great season, really rich season of life to be in. That season of life is incredible.
1: It was, and I love y'all's love story. And again, we've talked a lot about background. I want one more question, just for the audience to get some perspective, and then I'd love to get some just thoughts from you guys's experience, having been in your first couple of years of marriage, on maybe some helpful practices or tips and tricks for people to maybe put in their back pocket, especially for those who might be in their first years, or entering their first years, or even just like single some perspective of, you know, maybe some healthy things that you guys have learned on your own as you've gone through it. My last background question that I wanted to ask is just how long have you guys been together?
2: So all through high school, all through college into early into my working career, if it was up to me, we'd have gotten married much sooner, but we were both in school and very broke. So life didn't really allow for that type of timing. But I mean, yeah, as soon as I could afford it. That's when I, that's whenever I proposed. So
3: So we were dating for six years before he proposed. And then total, we dated seven years. And now yeah. we're four years into
1: marriage. Almost four years. So now 11 years total. Yep. Then? Weird. That's so weird. Very weird. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> I still remember whenever you guys got engaged. It's so weird that it's been that long. It feels but... <laughs> like yesterday. I
3: still like... I still wake up and i'm like wow we're 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 for real married like for real
2: <laughs> yeah
3: we like own a I house together all... odd and a dog
1: yeah it's big kid stuff but right. i mean it's the start of what people i think dream about for a long time so it's awesome that you guys were able to find each other early i think that's very lucky and fortunate that you yeah. did and mm-hmm. You know, not not as many people are that lucky to like build your lives together from such an early age. So, you know, what a unique and awesome story that y'all have. And something I'm very excited to get into sharing your perspective and your thoughts um, within your journey. So without further ado, my first question that I'd love to ask is, Just in your first couple years of marriage, what do you feel like has kept your marriage and your friendship strong? Are there any kind of thoughts there that you have to share?
3: I would say before we ever started dating, we were friends. And I loved the way I fell in love with the way he treated the people around him. I really loved the way he treated his family. And he valued his family and his friends and also total strangers and he was honestly the most genuine person I've ever met, so I knew going into it he was, you know, going to be a good guy and a good partner. I can't talk about our marriage without talking about Jesus. Ever since we were dating, we went to church together, and and had people who supported our relationship. So that, honestly, I feel like was the main pillar of of our marriage. Um, I actually got his wedding band engraved to say cornerstone because back in the day people built their homes around a center stone and um, that was the very foundation of their homes and every other brick that was laid was in alignment with that cornerstone and for us the cornerstone is jesus and i know tyler likes to share the best piece of advice we ever got
2: so yeah so when we first started when we were about to enter the marriage chapter of our lives, uh, one of my friends told me, you know, the best thing you can do is do everything you can to outserve each other. And that really hit home because if you're trying to outserve the other person, you're not keeping score. You're not saying, okay, well, I did this today, I did that today, and they're not pulling their weight because it's not about that. Already in our marriage, there's been times where you know she's got to study a lot, or you know if I had I had to stay late at work, and it's more about let me help this person accomplish their goals, or you know do what they need to do, and they just have a full plate. And if you're doing that, I mean if you're out serving that person, it also says okay, I'm here to help. I support what you're doing. I know it's important to you, so it's important to me. And that was something that has really done wonders for us because we are kind of a team and, you know, we're both trying to go in the same direction. And then apart from serving each other, it's just about being intentional with your time together. Um, it's very easy to be around each other and not be present. You can be on your phone, you can be lost in a ball game that's on the TV or whatever. Um, so we'll try to find ways throughout our day or week just to have uninterrupted time with each other, whether it's you know taking the dog for a walk and us going together and just
3: usually it's that exactly usually it's uh it's, it's like okay let's try to like work out and also
2: yeah take or
3: the dog on a walk together and just talk about your day or whatever's like burdening you or on your mind
2: yeah uh that um watch a tv show for 30 minutes before bed or something just to kind of t- relax get your mind at ease um
3: we always Pray before dinner together and eat dinner together too. Yeah. Or try. Like, obviously, there's times in life where you can't do that, but
2: we always try to. Yeah. I mean, that might be a little old fashioned, just eating dinner together, but that's something yeah. that we actually like look forward table. to. Like, we sit at our dinner table, sit across from each other, and we eat together and we talk. And that's our time to say, like, okay, like, what's going on in, in your life? Like, what happened today? What do we and have going on this weekend? It like,
3: might just be one of us, like, Crying it out or venting, but you know, you just got to get it out, and that person's there to listen and support you. And you're also being vulnerable with that person, too, you know, letting them in on your day. They should be like
1: the closest person to you, right? I tell you what, I cannot wait for people to hear this episode because you guys gave myself and my boyfriend that advice whenever we were entering a different chapter in our lives. And that was the most sound advice that we could have ever received, especially in the hard times to be each other's stronghold. I think a lot of people think it's like 50-50. And Tyler, what you were saying, it's not, oh, like I did this. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like a leg up. It's a hundred, a hundred at all times. The scales don't balance like that, where it's okay. Like, you know, I'm given half and this person's given half. It's your whole self and your whole self to be each other's stronghold. And that cornerstone to what Tori was saying. I also wanted to say, I thought, you know, Tori, what you had called out about your friends first being such an important and in such a common theme that I hear is that, you have to have that common ground and activities that kind of bring you together. You know, even when you're doing maybe very different things in your careers and you have your own hobbies, you also have hobbies where you come together. Like y'all were just saying. Mm And um, the last thing I wanted to say, just off of your answer and your reply was the couple that I interviewed, who's been married for 65 years, also said, eating dinner together every day and having that as, a constant in their lives was something that yeah. has made a huge difference that's in awesome. keeping their marriage strong as well.
3: So, oh, I'm excited that's, well,
1: parallel. that's very encouraging. Actually. I'm excited
3: to listen to their half of this. No doubt, their
1: response.
2: <laughs>
3: to
1: these questions yeah they i mean you know i think it's kind of interesting that it shows that there's there's a couple common themes that people can pick up on and even implement in their own lives that you know may help their relationships too if they're not already practicing them or you know haven't tried them yet so it's kind of neat y'all are crushing it i'm i'm loving this all right let's move on to the next question I, i can't wait to hear your answer for this so i know that you should always date your partner and going from for you guys boyfriend and girlfriend to fiance's to husband and wife. How did you continue to court each other um, and pursue one another's (laughs) hearts over the years? I think that's a big
3: one. I I totally agree with always date each other.
2: You should 100% always date your partner. I mean, it's been pretty, I think it's been pretty easy for us to date because neither one of us are, are real homebodies. I mean, after a couple of days of just being here, we get the itch to get out of the house and just find something to do. <laughs> yeah, And like you said, I mean, we both have similar interests. There's things that we like to do together. So, I mean, if it's getting up and getting dressed to go out on a date or getting in the car and driving around and just listening to our favorite songs together or getting ice cream, getting ice cream down the road at our favorite little ice cream shop uh, or even a trip to the grocery store. I mean, if it's something that, you know, our time allows, usually we'll try to do it together. And I mean, we've even gotten to the point to where if it's gone, there's a period of time where we haven't done anything together and just kind of have like one-on-one. We'll both be able to like tell and realize without even having to really say anything, which but, is really cool.
3: Yeah, going on group dates, we absolutely love and adore going on like dates with friends. And I think that you need that. But after some time, like, okay, we need to do something like just us, you know, like we have to, just I think we can easily recognize that, hey, I, I don't really know how you're doing. You know, like right. I haven't really spent one on one time with you. Let's do that.
2: And it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, okay, I mean, there's times where we'll just take the dog, put him in a backseat, let him stick his head out the window, and then we'll go get ice cream. I mean, and if you're if you are riding around singing your favorite songs and eating ice cream, how can you not be in a good mood with yeah. around <laughs> each other? So okay. I mean
3: comes to pursuit too i remember a couple times when we were dating and also a couple times when we were married you just sometimes get in a group and Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really maybe sometimes it doesn't feel fun anymore you just get comfortable i think it's important to have good communication to where i know in the past like i've kind of said hey like this is how i'm feeling right now i'm not feeling very pursued by you um and he took that without defense like he wasn't Defensive or offended by it, he was able to take that as like constructive criticism. I think if that happens constantly, where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, you're not pursuing me, then there might be like another issue going on there. But I feel like you should feel comfortable enough in your relationship and your partner with you where, hey, if you know you want more of each other, you can let each other know without that person getting defensive, you know, like, oh, you've been busy with this, and I've been busy with this just kind of take it and accept it and and move on from there because you both want the same thing,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: you know?
2: And we've always had like this desire. I mean, it's one thing just to be together, but at the same time, like, we don't want to just like coexist and be roommates. Like we've always had like this strong desire for our marriage to be everything that it possibly can be. Like we don't want to leave anything on the table when it's all said and done with our relationship. So
3: like I have my kids and our kids, we don't have any kids by the way. We want our kids to be able yep. to look at our marriage and say, I want a partner like that. I want a marriage like that. And that sets the standard for them as they're looking for a partner. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Y'all
1: just dropped so many good things, I swear. Um, something that um I feel like my brain wants to go in like six different directions with what just you just take said. It there. But just that's totally you. fine. Well, thank you for just sharing and being vulnerable about it because I mean things aren't always like, you know sunshine and rainbows. And you really do have to make an effort. It's not something that it just always comes naturally. And it's something Mm -mm. you have to work at even whenever you're married. I think some people kind of think like, Oh, like, we'll get there. And, you know, that's going to solve all of our problems or like, all of our dreams are going to come true. And it's, yeah, okay. It's like, it's coming true. But at the same time, it, it still work. You still got to put in that hundred, hundred, you know, to make right. it everything that you hoped for. And like we were talking about earlier, if you're going to do it, you want to do it right to your point, Tori, about like, whenever we have kids one day and as we're growing up, like we hope we can be, you know, maybe a beacon of light or some kind of inspiration for other couples to be able to see how we're stewarding our own relationship and, you know, maybe something that could help them even one day too which is exactly why you're here on the podcast today oh you're
3: so (laughs) sweet and i just disclaimer for the whole podcast i wish i said this this in the beginning but we're not experts by any means we're just two people who are married and in love and in love with jesus that want to share our experience and this is our experience 10 years from now i may look back at this video and say you know what we thought we had it all figured out But I'm here to say that we don't have it all figured out.
2: There this. there this has been a lot of learning curves for us to get on your podcast. So,
1: And there will continue yeah. to be learning curves. Exactly. And that's, I mean, and if I didn't make that clear in the beginning, you know, I appreciate that y'all are even just willing to share very open, candid experience of what you've learned. And something else that you had just called out that I just want to make sure I didn't lose was that. And this is funny because it's another parallel from the other conversation I had was to not be passive aggressive. If you're feeling something, kind of lay it on the table and and talk to your partner about it. More than likely, they might not realize how you're feeling or internalizing things. So if you kind of are willing to have that open conversation of this is how I'm feeling, you know, is there maybe steps that we can do to, to improve it or find a solution for it? that's so much better than like sitting and letting that fester in anger and having those kind of passive aggressive moments that come out in other ways rather than you just being open and and honest and saying like, I love you, but I need this or we need to talk about this, whatever.
3: Yeah, don't bottle it up for sure. You definitely hit it when you said don't let it fester and grow. And there's no room for that in your marriage. And I'm sure your partner doesn't want that for you either, right?
2: Because I mean, if you keep everything bottled up, Eventually, it's just going to continue just to pile up and pile up, and it's going to be so frustrating that it's all going to come out at one time. Where if you could have just said, you know what, like this happened today, you know, this really bothered me, and this is why. And like, I know you probably didn't mean it, but this is something that you know maybe we can handle a little bit differently next time, something yeah. like that. So, you... I feel
3: like it's really easy to get defensive too when your yes. spouse or partner or boyfriend or girlfriend open up about Mm. anything that may have to do with you. The goal is to be together and the goal is to have a happy and fun and awesome marriage. So there's no room for that. There's no room for festered up or bottled up feelings. And sometimes it is kind of vulnerable to let yourself express those feelings and emotions. But at the end of the day, like you have a goal.
1: What a good point to say if your partner is telling you something that's on their heart, listen to it and receive it and don't get defensive right away about it. If they're really being vulnerable to open up and to talk about it with you and it's something that they're really feeling, to just sit there and be able to to openly receive what they're saying and then kind of process it and see where to go from there. But it's not right. necessarily something that maybe you know, you're doing wrong or whatever, but they're just calling out something that they want to improve.
2: Well, and a lot of people say too, like when they get into a relationship or they decide to commit to one another, they say, oh, well, this person makes me the best version of myself. Well, if they're actually trying to hold you accountable to that, how how is it fair mm-hmm. to actually become defensive whenever, you know, you were just saying, they make me the best version of myself. Well, okay. You know, sometimes like, yeah, I have to take a step back and say, you know what, you're right. I'm gonna own that and I'm gonna learn from it.
1: That's good. Well, okay, so I think this this is kind of teetering on the topic. We've covered a little bit about it, but I just wanna ask a question to see if you have any other thoughts is, like we're saying, it's natural for couples to argue at times that just happens, especially being roommates. You know, I've heard don't let roommate issues become relationship issues, but yeah. I think that it's just natural as you're sharing communal space, that happens. Um, but yeah. for conflict resolution and maybe relationship conflict resolution. Do you have any maybe practices that have been helpful for you guys that may be helpful for others to know too?
3: One of the things that we had to learn early on in marriage is that we both have different um, styles of handling conflict. But I think at the end of the day, we respect one another and you need to respect your partner and how they handle situations. And we had to learn how to have a disagreement. I need like an hour to decompress or like 30 minutes to just decompress and get my thoughts together. Whereas, you know, he wants to solve it right then, right there, hug and kiss and make
2: up. Five like, minutes <laughs> max. Me, like five minutes or less, let's get back on the same it's page. Like 30
1: seconds. You were so my boyfriend. Yeah. And Tyler, I am so you. I'm like, let's, let's process it. Let's figure it out. And he's like, I just need to sit and I just need to think and then I'll come back to you and we'll solve it. But I, I'm like wanting to just get it, you know, out right then and there. 100%. So that's,
3: we had to figure it out. That was probably one of our things that we learned in marriage is that we are going to have conflicts. We are going to have frustrations with one another. How are we going to work through it? And we had to learn that we're different. We're very different in the fact and how we handle it. And we have actually rules that we have when we're in the TIF. Do you want to go for our rules?
2: So one of the things that we will not do Ever since we got married, like this was one of the first things we talked about is- We
3: don't say the D word. We
2: don't say the word divorce. Like we don't use it as a joke to each other. We don't throw it out in any type of Mm -hmm. conflict. It's not an option for us. Like we're 100% committed. We're all in. And that's not even a thought that we want knocking on the door of our relationship. Another rule is We we might not get it resolved that day, but nobody's sleeping in the guest bedroom. Nobody's sleeping on the couch. We're going to get through this. And you can share the last one.
1: Oh, we don't raise our voice.
2: Yeah, we don't raise our voice.
1: We try really hard.
2: I forgot the third rule. That's why.
1: Wow. (laughs) Awesome rules. I'm glad y'all shared those. I know that that's personal, but I think that those are really strong that like we don't go there because we respect each other enough to know that like we're in this forever like we we made the vow you know so we're we're in it and we're gonna get through it it's just not hang that over each other's heads like that
3: yes and after it's done it's done like we maybe that should be our fourth rule we don't (laughs) we don't bring it up the next day or two days later and and hang on to it no grudges after it's done it needs to be done and maybe that's why i needed a little bit more time to process it i don't know
2: Well, I kind of want to go back to that too because it's easy in those moments to kind of get frustrated with each other. But if you you take a step back, I think it's easy to realize that it's both out of a desire for the same thing. You both want your marriage to be everything you can be. So for me, like I want it resolved, like I said, in five minutes or less. My thought process is more along the lines of, that sucked, hated that. Let's not do it again, and let's not waste any more time of our marriage or relationship dealing with that or doing that anymore where her i think she gets more frustrated and upset like she takes it very personal that it's even happened in the first place and how can we keep this from happening again so like it's there's a lot more thought but there's also at the same time it both comes out of the desire for this marriage to be everything that it possibly can be so if you take a step back and see that desire and see that you both want the same thing it's a lot easier to come back on the same page and that's How we get to that point. So communication is absolutely massive, and I feel
3: like half the time it's not even what we're arguing about. It's the fact that we're even arguing in the first place. No doubt. And we want to make sure it doesn't happen again. So like once one thing starts, it's just like, why are we even doing this? And we just, you know, we just, it all builds. And there's you all want you both want the same goal at the end of the day. So don't waste any time fighting about it
1: more than you have to. You know. We're human, and you know it happens. But like you said, no. get it out and then move past it, mm-hmm. and don't let it be something that continuously comes up and disrupts your happiness or your goals to right to have the marriage that you've always dreamed of. So I, I think that that's so good. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay. Um, so as I get older, I'm learning this lesson that love is not necessarily always a feeling. It's it. Goes beyond that. But you always hear that the phrase love is a choice. Um, yeah, sure. I guess I'm curious to hear if you guys, well, I guess you answered my question. I was going to say, do you guys feel like that's true or have any thoughts to share on how you've maybe chosen each other over just the feeling of being in love at times too?
3: I 100% agree. Love is not just a feeling, it's a choice. And I learned this. We call it my freak out. I had <laughs> you no know, right before we got engaged. I knew Tyler would be probably proposing within the next year and it got really real for me. Like, yes, that was a goal, but it was a goal in the future. You know, something that would happen like kind of long off. And when I realized, shoot, this might may, may be happening like in the next year, it got real for me and I got scared. You know, you pick up things from marriages around you or marriages that you see and a lot of them don't work out. I don't know if people change or, or what have you, but I picked up fear and doubt from other people's marriages that made its way into my heart and into my mind. And I was scared. I didn't want to only get married because we had been dating for six years. And I didn't want to get married because it was something we were just comfortable with. It was the next step. Like that wasn't good enough for me. I don't think
2: because we were together for so long.
3: Yeah, because we were together for so long. I didn't want Like, I didn't want that to be the only reason. Like, how lame is that? Okay, like, that's why you get married you know no well, I
1: can say from knowing you guys in y'all's relationship that's like the last thing I would ever think of well, yeah
3: you. and I just started to get doubts that I picked up like I said from other people's marriages that maybe weren't so great and these days people really scare you about marriage they tell you all the things that suck about it rather than all the things that are great about it mm-hmm. so I sat down with a couple of Christian couples that I really respected I had to sit down with my parents and have a couple discussions with them I sat down with our pastors Daryl Morin I believe and and talked with them about these things I'd picked up in my past about about marriage and I finally came to the conclusion that number one I did want to get married in my lifetime number two one absolute in life was that it's going to be challenging and it's going to be hard and pe- and You know, there are going to be hills and there are going to be valleys. And I thought about who do I want by my side throughout it all to walk through the hills and valleys with me. And that was Tyler. And we sat down, I remember, and had a discussion. And I asked him, you know, I don't want to get a divorce. If things got hard between us for whatever reason, would you be open to go to counseling and therapy and, and making it work? I needed to have that to settle my heart, I think. I mean, I really thought about who I wanted to walk with me throughout life. Then it it became crystal clear to me, like, yes, him. It wasn't about the feeling of being in love. It was who do you want by your side when you walk through the hills and the valleys. That's my Mm. spiel from my freak out and Tyler's um, uh, persona throughout when I had my freak out. It really showed me that he loves me and he'll stick by me even when He's feeling like I'm about to back out of this. You know, he didn't know what what I was gonna decide if I was gonna like just end it all or stick it out. And he was so supportive. He gave me the space I needed to figure out things from my past, and he stuck by me throughout that. And I was like, okay, husband quality <laughs> to <Let's> move forward. <laughs> but it was something that I needed to go through. And the fact that he showed me that he could support me, stand by me, give me whatever I needed during that time showed me that okay, like, he's my husband, and I needed to see that, like, I needed to have that moment. And I truly feel like I was able to enter into marriage, wholeheartedly and confidently after having my
2: freak out. 100%. I mean, to echo what she said, that was the absolute hardest time in my life. I (laughs) knew, (laughs) I knew very early on that this was the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Um, and my prayer life at that moment was in top tier shape. can I tell you, so that that whole situation required a lot of patience, um, a lot of time and prayer. I mean, in marriage is the same way. So I mean, to answer your question, yeah, no doubt marriage is 100% without a doubt, a choice. Because in that moment, you know, I had to respect how she felt. And marriage is the same way. I mean, there's there's always going to be some difference of opinion, no matter what it is. And you have to be able to listen to your significant other. You have to respect how they feel and then work through that. So for us, I mean, we've even gone to the extent, because we're both all in on this, that we're going to sit and we're going to listen and we're going to see how the other person feels. And we're going to say, you know what, you're right. We're on the same team and we're just going to plug and keep trucking. So Mm. just respect how the person feels. And just listen and do what you can just to keep going.
1: Tying both of your points together, choosing the person that you want on your team to do all the hard stuff with. Because life is just, here's the thing, is life, sorry if this bursts everybody's bubble in the audience, but life's only going to get harder. Choosing somebody that you want to walk through those hardships with and to, you know, build each other up and to make the best life possible for you guys and, You know for your future generations too i think that that's really important to have somebody who's a constant by your side cheering you on with pom-poms um but equally so on both sides
3: i remember i i asked them yeah i asked them how do you know like how do you know how do you know that you're that's the person you're going to marry and that's what helped me know
2: it was a difficult time for us, but at the same time, I think it was it was a very it was a building block for us because we really came out of that dark time in our relationship. I say dark. I mean, nothing bad happened. We were just really going through a time where we didn't know if we were going to end up together. And once you commit to each other for, I mean, what was that, five, six years in? I mean, you really think you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. So when there, when that comes in doubt. I mean, my world was falling down pretty quick. I mean, and for her, I mean, I know it wasn't easy either. I mean, she's dealing with all these thoughts and, but on the back end, I mean, we came out of that and it was saying, you know, okay, we can handle hard stuff together. We can handle difficult conversations that are hard to hear. And that's made some of these life conversations a lot easier to handle as you get into just everyday life, I mean, stuff happens, and it's inconvenient, it's uncomfortable, you're stronger because of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, theme from my original question that led us into this topic of love being a choice, a little bit beyond feeling at times, I mean, I know that y'all are like, you know, on fire about each other. But at the same time, it's like, I think that example that you just talked through was a perfect demonstration of that. Because Tyler, you loved her enough to give her space, even though she was like, that was the last thing i wanted uh, to do
2: too i mean (laughs) but i mean you did it because you care about them and you at the same time too like i didn't want to continue to bother her or you know when she she needed time she needed time and
3: that's what i asked for and that's what he gave me he probably didn't love that he had to give me that but he chose to give me that because that's what i needed just like you said, love is yeah. a choice, not a feeling.
1: And then on the flip side, she loved you enough to make sure that she could fully say yes to giving you a spouse who is ready to take that next step without wavering fears in the back of her mind. It's unique to see that on both sides, but um, thank you for for sharing that. Okay, so I'm excited about this topic. This is a major theme and y'all's love in your relationship. You have always put faith first in your marriage. Um, so I know that, at times, we can get caught up in the world, and we forget sometimes what matters at the end of the day. So, from your experience, do you have anything that you feel like has helped you keep the keep your faith at the forefront of your lives? One hundred
3: percent. Number
2: one. I can answer that. So, I think we started going and we started going to church together before we even really started getting heavy into dating. I mean, we we were going to the same church individually before we even really knew and met each other. So that was something that was important to both of us individually. So once we did, I mean, it was kind of an easy transition and it was a non-negotiable for both of us in our marriage. Anyway, it was something whether we ended up together or not, that we wanted to be part of our everyday life moving forward. So we decided, like she said, she used the word cornerstone earlier, I mean, marriage, church and faith was going to be the foundation of our relationship. And we always told each other that we wanted the other to have a better relationship with God than we did each other. God should be priority number one. She should be priority number two. And we always say like, you're a product of your surroundings, right? You've heard that before. So if I'm spending time in prayer and worship and in God's presence, then I have no...
3: And with godly people,
2: like I'm going to be a lot better to be around and a better spouse for her so mm. that was something that we made a high priority for us
3: yeah and then together the past two years mm-hmm. we've been doing um the bible recap with Tara Lee cobble and that's just a devotional that um that we do basically what it is is it's a study plan on the bible app it goes through the whole bible in a year in chronological order and uh, the plan will give you a couple chapters to read that day. And then um, afterwards, you listen to about a six-minute podcast, kind of explaining what you just read, because sometimes it can get confusing and, <laughs> and hard to decipher. It's true. Um, <laughs> it is so true. And that has really helped me as an individual understand uh, the Bible more. And we are, have been doing that together. And it's really cool. And we, and we love doing that. Um, But keeping faith at the forefront of the marriage. Um, Yes, we do go to church together. And the church we go to actually has like couples nights uh, or marriage nights. I don't even know what they're called. But they'll have somebody come talk to single, dating, engaged, married couples um, just about what God says marriage is. And what does the Bible say marriage is? Because God created it in the beginning. Like why not learn from the creator? of it and then we both have read books individually and on our own to try to improve our marriage right
1: okay um something i think is really cool which i saw this a while back and i hope i say it right but like the way that y'all were both describing it is like if it's a triangle if it's like yeah. tori in this corner tyler in this corner and then god at the top yep. you actually want the triangle to be like my hands are not going to do this right, but you want to be closer to God than even your partner. And I feel like you know from what you're both saying, there's ways that you do that on your own, but then there's also ways that you do it together, which is a whole other ball game of trying to understand Scripture and His Word. And like who you're supposed to be individually, but then also when you come together as one, what does that look like? And in from a faith perspective how do we like step into our power of that too? Because yeah. I think that whenever you do, a lot of really awesome things come out of it. So right. that's that's cool. I like the examples that you shared too with different community aspects, but also just some practices that you're doing together at home being, you know, the Bible in the year and where you pray before dinner and having just yeah. a couple consistencies within your faith to have conversation about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we
3: pray together every night too. And- this is something we're always going to be growing in and trying to get better at. And I want him to be, I want him to have a better relationship with God than he does with me.
2: And you can always tell too, like when that person might be like kind of like a funk or, you know, like, like she knows, like if there's a few days where I haven't been as consistent in my word or just in prayer, like she will be like, Hey, like you good? Like, you know, you want to talk? But that goes back to, Helping that person, that that person helping you be the best version of yourself, and that's something that we decided that we wanted to hold each other accountable on. But yeah, I feel
3: like a whole other podcast could be on on this no a whole other session because there's just there's a lot of resources out there to help you. It, what do you what do you spend your time focusing on? You know, what kind of Instagram accounts mm-hmm. are you following? Are you following Instagram accounts that mm-hmm. really uplift your marriage, or are you following, you know? Ones that make you
1: full of lust, you know? Off of that point, I mean, it's so powerful, I think, to have your other half praying for you too and your wants and your desires and what your hopes Mm -hmm. are for both each other and together. On the Halo app, they have all these different courses that you can take and just learn more about different tactics to steward your faith. Yeah. And they actually had this really cool course that I just finished on. It's called spiritual warfare. And if you are stewarding things in your life and and doing the different practices to really strengthen your relationship with God and strengthen others too and lead them, you know, towards Christ, then there's actual tangible ways that you can do that to mm-hmm. to help each other. But a big part of that is seeking him is prayer is you know trying to be intentional with your actions but it's also like you said being careful with what you're welcoming into your life and what you're listening to and what you're watching and so just thought that was I don't know interesting uh, extra little tidbit no that's um, so true I love that you I love that you said that and brought that in because it's it's so true
3: like and even what are you letting into yourself and then what are you letting into your marriage and
1: yeah, well, and in this world nowadays, I just feel like temptations are everywhere. So if yes. you can have that, it's to come back together. And like y'all said, that's your cornerstone of everything. I mean, how wonderful to like be able to lean back and like, if anybody have God on your team, then right? nothing's against you. Mm-hmm. I
3: remember a quote from a book I read a book by Mo Isum that I loved, and she said, "You know, the devil will do everything in his power to bring you two together while you're dating." but then do everything in his power to bring you apart when you're married.
1: He, he knows true. exactly how to get you. I saw this meme the other day that'll put the whole point together is I saw Tom, you know, Tom and Jerry. I yeah. saw him tucking away Jerry, the little mouse in a little bed and blanket. And he, you know, made Jerry all comfortable and then he stuck him in the oven and it was like, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's
3: us. true. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're happy in this bed, but look where I'm putting
1: you. Thank you guys for sharing your thoughts on that. This is a question that i think is really interesting what conversations do you think are important before getting married
2: so i think it's important to discuss goals that you have for yourself core values and whatever non-negotiables that you might have i think are
3: priorities
2: priorities i think those are very important things to talk about goals i think are important to discuss because most of the time goals have well, every time goals have obstacles so before you get married and you commit to that person is that person willing to be a part of those obstacles with you are they going to help you overcome those mm-hmm. obstacles core values I mean for us like I said we knew from day one that church and faith was a high priority for us so I mean what if you want to go to church every weekend and the person you're talking to or dating you know that's not something that they really want to make a part of their everyday life um yeah, those are that, can, that can be hard you need to have
3: for sure and
2: then i mean non-negotiables i think are important because once you get into marriage i mean it's not fair to try to change somebody if they're not willing to change mm-hmm. on something um and these are things that can just be worked out through just conversations and of course i mean the other easy questions that you need to talk about how many kids do you want where do you want to live yeah. you know stuff like that. But I think those are are high, important questions that you need to kind of at least get on the same page with before you fully dive into this.
3: Yeah, I think it's important to talk about marriages that you have (laughs) experienced. What did you, like either your parents or your friends' parents or maybe your grandparents, what did you like about their marriage and what did you not like about their marriage? You know, what do you want to carry in your marriage and what do you want to wean away from? From having experienced theirs um, maybe some mm. some fears that you have about marriage going into it especially expectations it could be monetary expectations intimate ex- intimacy expectations kids traveling like you really need to set the tone like what do you expect in marriage and what's what's your history with marriage I've carried you know a lot from other people's marriages into ours and I remember we were on a honeymoon sitting at like dinner which is after marriage. Maybe maybe have the discussions before. But I just opened up to Tyler like this is what I experienced. This is what I would love to carry in to ours and this is what I really don't want to carry into ours. So definitely have those conversations, expectations and things you've picked up from other people that you either want to incorporate or don't want to incorporate. I think are important.
2: I mean, I think a lot of people have relationships that they look up to and relationships that they kind of feel sorry for so if there's things that you can take away from both of those and say okay like i admire this about these people and like this is what i want and like this is something that i think would be awesome for us to you know help get there and then things that you see clearly that don't work and how to avoid situations like that i think are very key
3: yeah
2: so to, i think she hit the nail on the head you can even
3: look up on google like 50 questions you should ask your significant other before getting married. I mean,
2: we actually did that.
3: We did. And it gives you a little like template, (laughs) like, oh yeah, this is a good question. Like, what if we can't have kids?
2: Yeah. I mean, are you willing, Mm -hmm. are you open to adoption? I mean, that's something that, I mean.
3: Just discussions that, you know, should be have, And not saying that you should have a definite answer. Answers can change throughout time. But the fact that you can have that discussion with your significant other and work through that together, and have mutual respect for each other's answers. And maybe you can bring another point to them they hadn't considered. That's basically the point of it, you know, that you can have hard discussions and talk about expectations, and then work through it together. That's, I feel like is more of the goal, rather than like, this is my answer, this is his answer.
2: Because I mean, more times than not, you probably won't have the exact same answer. But yeah. you know, are, are you open to this? Are you willing to even have a Is this even up for discussion? So yeah, that's a big part of it.
1: That is really good because it does, it exposes you to things that maybe you haven't considered for yourself and maybe you do need to kind of think about like, where do I stand on this? And is it a deal breaker for me if our answers don't match up on this? And Mm -hmm. important things just to note before you say I do and commit to forever so that you can, like you said, work through it. So I think that's great. Question for you guys is just y'all have had mighty busy schedules over the past few years, moving across country, school, work, certifications, etc. Looking back on all of it, it's kind of funny question, but just any kind of like motivation that you give other couples in the weeds of it all, or is there anything that you would say is maybe most important at the end of the day to stay a strong team?
2: I mean, kind of like we said earlier, is you know there was always some some type of light at the end of the tunnel there's always some something to look forward to. So, I mean, for us, I think the first four years of our relationship, it was somewhat a long distance. I mean, it was two, three hours away. I mean, I was able to come back most weekends, but I mean, there was times where we wouldn't get to see each other for five to six weeks at a time, which is tough. But the thing we would always tell each other was that, hey, like, this is just a season and seasons are temporary. Like, for example, we moved over here for Tori to go to school. And our thought process is like, okay, well, we're gonna do this, and we're here for four years. We know that, and we're gonna go from there. And we both have goals that we like, we set for ourselves in our own respective careers, and that requires a lot of patience um, from each other and support from each other. And you need that to help get through it. And you know, it's just if you're going through a little bit of this, it's it's you have to remind yourself like this is only a season this is temporary. And at the end of the day, when we get through this, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, there was a time in your life that you were probably praying for this season, and you're in it now, I would I would say to trying to find the joy through whatever season you're in. Like, even if you are having to eat ramen noodles every night, um, just find the joy and the fun of it. Like, you're gonna look back and at this moment five years from now. Were you stressed about it or were you just having fun with it and looking on the positive side of things and just being grateful that you're even in this season with your spouse to begin with?
1: Um, I guess perspective.
2: And if we're going through this, you know, we, we get to do it together. Yeah. So that's that's a cool part of it too.
1: Good answers. You guys have been freaking awesome in this whole show i appreciate it well really quick all right any any last thoughts or advice for the audience
3: i would say marry your best friend and marry the best person you
2: know i would say i would say trust is the biggest thing you have to have trust um i'll also say marry your best friend i think that's awesome advice and to Be yourself. I mean, focus on being you. I think it's important to just be your own person, to have your own friends, to kind of have a life outside of each other too. You know, we have a lot of friends that we love hanging out with each other, but also have my friends, and I can go and I can go golf with the boys, and she can go on a girls' trip and go on a shopping spree or do whatever. And I think that's important too. Is we're Tyler and Tori, but she's Tori and I'm Tyler, and you know we have our own thing too that's important to have that
1: great and yes that is very important it's it's okay for everybody in the audience to hear this like go do things with your friends like that is good it's healthy and have
3: have a partner that's excited for you to go to go hang out with your friends and
1: absolutely well okay i've just i've literally i've i've appreciated this I mean, from knowing y'all personally, it's been very unique and, and very beautiful for me to actually get to hear your answers to these questions. But I think that in terms of just what you had to share, I appreciate y'all being willing and open and honest just about your take and your experience within your first couple years of marriage in this day and age. So thank you so much. My last question that I ask every single person who comes onto the show is just in your transition to adulthood, is there anything that you wish that you could tell your younger self? It can be related to marriage if that's how you feel, but if is there any other thoughts that you have um, that you wish you could tell your younger self? Find the
3: joy in wherever you're at because I hope you don't think I'll be happier when I achieve X, Y, and Z or I'll be sustained and happy when I get married, when I get that job, when I move out of this place. I would say find the joy wherever you're at and also leave people better than you found them. Hmm.
2: I, like I, that. Think, I think that's really good too. Um, I would say that I would tell my younger self that one day all of your hard work will pay off. So if you have to work really hard at studying, then like if you keep working hard, you're going to get that degree. If you have a job or an internship, keep working hard one day, you're going to get that raise um if you have a marriage keep working hard and you're gonna have that marriage to that desire that and i would say that it's okay not to have the answer to everything and it's okay to ask questions
3: mm-hmm. it's
2: okay to ask a lot of questions
3: and be kind. be kind y'all are awesome we love you peyton i love y'all we, oh, shoot. we adore you and we cherish
1: and adore your friendship
3: so much, and I'm so grateful to have met you, and I did, and I just
1: love you. Y'all are such a blessing in my life, and I'm so grateful for your friendship and what all of that you have invested into me. I really appreciate y'all being willing to be here today.
2: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for honored. thank you for having us on the AQ. It's been awesome. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's, yeah. uh, you know, these are things that like we've we've thought about, and like we know about our relationship too, but like having this conversation has actually kind of helped us i guess recenter
3: yeah
2: our relationship too which has been really cool and so. we're
3: not masters again we're not experts this is just our experience and if somebody can grab a nugget from this that helps them in their future relationship then i am happy yeah.
0: thank you for listening to the aq podcast by evolve if you love the value in our show we greatly appreciate it if you would take a minute today to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends so that we can continue getting our message to others and featuring incredible experts with content to help you evolve. Our team works hard so that with every episode, you walk away with real lessons to enable you for your most purpose-driven life. To learn more about the show, find more resources, or get involved with Evolve's growing community, visit www.evolve.me. That's A-V-O-L-V dot M-E. Thanks for tuning in today. See you next time on the AQ.